Hey guys, once again, it's Jared Syke, Lawrence here, founder of modernflirting.com. And we are on episode eight of the Modern Flirting Podcast. And for this episode, I got a really uh, special guest, a, a friend of mine, Steve Maeda, uh, who's created the Sexual Life Group. Is that right? Like the group, the site? What, what is the Sexual <laughs> Life? Let's hear about this. It's a, it's a company. It's a philosophy. It's many things. But uh, yeah, so uh, founder of that, also... Uh, of course, you know, Austin men's development too. There's like all sorts of stuff, but basically a men's development coach that is, uh, man, just working in so many ways, started out in the dating field and just went from there. You know, I always tell people this, you know, my friends that are like fitness coaches and so on, we all run into the same stuff. doesn't matter where you start when you get men together or men and women together, you're going to ultimately work on, you know, your purpose, your career. You're going to work on, you know, your interpersonal relationships, you're going to work on your perspective on things, your happiness. So there's a lot of things that come into play. And as you know, and I, I did a podcast with Jared and man, it's amazing. It's like, I, I've known this guy for forever, but God, it was just such an epic episode that, that you really showcased yourself, showcased yourself on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure this is going to be just as wild and just as good. I, uh, and going by what you just said, we've known each other for a long time. We kind of, uh, yeah. started off in the same mentality, same space, you know, the, yeah. the community, what it was back then. But I love the fact that we both evolved and grew beyond just that to find our yeah. own way of really mentoring and helping guys out. Why don't you tell, for the people who don't really know you or your history, because I've known you forever and uh, yeah. I think it's a shame we don't have more of these talks, even off podcast. But yeah. why don't you tell the guys who don't know a little bit about your journey, what got you started and, you know, where you are today? Yeah. And let me just do a quick shout out. So one of the things that's distinguishing about myself and Jared is that uh, we don't talk a lot because we're so busy working. I mean, we started this podcast late because he was on the phone with a client. I was on the phone with clients. I mean, it was, it's like, that's how much our work is and that's what it is. And so to get to this point where you're truly of service and, and a, a very important thing is, is like, yeah, man, we, we have a lot of people showcasing good stuff, but the, the human being that can help another at a high level that is a coach, that's, that's a very special thing. And to get there, uh, man, it has all sorts of different starting places. It's just so interesting that Jared and I started in the same place. Yep. So we, uh, you know, we were pickup artists. What, you know, what a better thing. What, what a more crazy thing. What a thing which has like, uh, the, you know, so many so many weird tangents, like so many crazy people. Um, but the thing is, is that you, you can run into a lot of bad stuff in a lot of places. And when you're looking at men and sex and what I wanted was I wanted to have sex with everybody. It's so funny because my friend who's Thai, she told me that Maeda and Thai means F everything in front of you. Right. Wow. So I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. That's right? amazing. So, yeah, so uh, like I guess at all the, the brothels, they're saying, might, I might, or whatever. So it's like, this is my calling. No, but, but this was like my goal. Like, you know, you, you take a man in our society, and, and I don't want to get too much into the social stuff because it takes away. Your personal change is going to come from you, not from getting mired down and the problems and why in society. But you take so many guys, and it's like, I don't feel like I'm a part of this world. Well, there's sex, and I can like, you know, have it with everybody. I want that. I want that. Oh man, there's, there's guys who are, you know, managing a bunch of strippers. There's guys who are having threesomes. There's guys who are doing this and that. Like, like I want that. And that was just tremendously interesting to me. Um, the reality of it is much different. And what I found in yeah. the whole community is a lot of people weren't actually doing that, but I went for it, man. And I loved it. That was so good. So beautiful. 
to know what it's like to, uh, I don't know, to, to never have to worry about women in the sense that you can't experience them is a, is a great blessing. But then you create a whole nother problem of, you know, what happens with all these women or why am I doing this or what parts of me are being, you know, accentuated here or what am I trying to compensate for and compromise for. But it, one of the greatest teachers is seduction in my life. Um, and what a beautiful thing, what a holy thing. And so when it came down to it, you know, I had this blog in 2006 or whatever, 2007, 2008. And then at a certain point, a friend of mine was like, you live the sexual life, you know? And so, um, and I was like, yeah, man. And, and, and it's really changed me, you know? So big in my own personal story, a lot of stuff with addiction, a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, drug substance abuse addiction, but then, uh, also into sex addiction. And so I, it was like such a beautiful thing to make those sorts of connections. Um, anyway, the thing is, is like, it was powerful and it started to change my life. And then I was teaching social dynamics. And so I also come from like a, a very strict kind of pickup background, but I also, we were also very creative, right? So you know, I'll teach straight social dynamics of what works. And what that means is it's not you, like I mean, you're a pioneer or, by a lot of stuff that went against yeah. the grain at the time you were coming out. Like when I was coming out with stuff more for like social circle building, uh, maybe stuff on the dance floor, like, you know, more like fun overall social life. I saw you were coming out with stuff more like, like you're saying, like the sexual life. You were doing stuff that we thought at the time was like, oh, you don't do that. That's, that's not a thing. But I mean, you were innovative, you know, and, which is something we don't yeah. really see too much anymore with the new coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really sad because like, man, when it comes down to it, uh, what I see is so, so it's different. Like when you're teaching social circle and those types of things, you're teaching an, an evolved man a way to do it, which is very different than teaching social circle and just being like, Hey, let's be popular and fulfill all our fears or whatever, which you dive into that too. I mean, like Mm -hmm. that's not bad, but if you don't go from there, it becomes toxic. And so for me, I mean, like, like, look at this. It's like, well, let's go and have sex with as many people as possible. That can really be bad, right? That can really yeah. be a bad thing. But to me, it was like, well, no, man, there, there is a, like, there's something wrong. So this is one of the, the things with sex. So I, I went pretty crazy with it. It's like, all right, let's have as much group sex as possible. Let's have like whatever crazy orgy situations. I remember in 2010, I was at this internet marketing party in Austin and all these like seduction guys were there and non-seduction guys were there and they were like, come on, Steve, why don't you call two girls over? And I'm like, like, I hate it when people do that when they test you. But at the time I actually had two girls and one of them came and, and, uh, that, that's just, that's my world. Like, and I knew these is actually funny. I knew these guys wouldn't be able to step it up. Um, and so, you know, kind of what happens in those situations, a lot of people get afraid and they, can't perform and all of a sudden they feel ashamed or whatever. But to me, that was my world. It was like, I'd done this so many times before that I, I loved it. Yep. So in that, like, this is kind of crazy, right? Like this is, this is like, you could have some bad behavior. This is highly addictive issues, right? So I, I work a lot with drug addicts, uh, you know, pretty much since that time. And, uh, and, and I knew there was a difference with sex. And at this point in 2010, I'd kind of come to a good understanding or feeling of this. Um, but more so now, you can live your life without heroin or cocaine, um, alcohol. And so total abstinence is a lot easier to do. Now, there's other addiction recovery programs that don't believe in that, that sure. also can work as well. Um, but with sex or gambling or 
you know, these risk taking behaviors or whatever, these are types of addictions that we have to learn to manage in our lives and live with them. And so that's really important for me. I had so much of a crazy past that this could be the standard for me. You know, these types of things, like I had gone there and uh, when you go there, you can retract back. But, I, but for me personally, especially when it comes to issues around sex, to demonize those things, you might need to do that at first to work on your path of recovery and so on. But you, you need to get to a point of where you can accept that side. So in essence, it was kind of like accepting part of the shadow, which, which I lived in these kind of worlds sexually where I found it as normal. Now, it came from dysfunction and it comes from places which may not be so good but it can be very beautiful. And when you enter into that world of people who've also had that, you know, whether it's the woman or the different men involved, it can be like a very, very beautiful experience. The problem is, is so many guys come there. Like this is the worst part about the whole pickup scene is they sold this stuff. I mean, I don't know if you remember this. I'm sure you remember this when they started advertising on porn and a couple of companies would advert these three words, you know, and those types of things. Three simple trades. How, yeah. I think one of the big ones was Pandora's box. Yeah. That yeah. was a big but one he, that kind of. I'll tell you this. He was at some of those events and at least that dude could step it up to the play. One no, of the I, I knew he was legit. Yeah. I, and I was friends with yeah. some of the coaches under him. So I'm like, all yeah. right, like whatever. But there's a difference between you're good and then you're actually here's something to make other people good versus right. here's, yeah. I'm really good at just here's marketing and just getting a lot of money marketing, whatever. Like I don't give yeah. a shit if I'm learning from Michael Jordan, if he doesn't, or a Michael Jordan product, if he doesn't yeah. care at all about actually getting me good or he's yeah. just like, whatever, I'm going to slap something together. Like who gives a shit where it comes from unless yeah. it actually benefits me. So this is actually an amazing analogy. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. I don't really, I mean, I don't know if you're okay with this, Jared, but if uh, you want me to name names out. or no. Okay. So we're talking about this, this great guy, Vinda Carlo. Amazing. Right. And so when you, when you look at, First off, in my opinion, the thing of Pandora's boxes may, may have been good at the time or something, but it's, you know, whatever. It's not that great. Um, but Vin, an amazing dude. I've only hung out with him a few times, but I remember one time we were talking in New York and we were at this pizza place or whatever. And um, I just brought up how people can manipulate in like addiction or in sex or whatever. And now mind you, when we're talking about manipulation, Manipulation is possible because of dishonesty. Um, well, it depends on how you define the word or whatever, but in the negative, generally socially understood, you know, definition of manipulation, it's a bad thing. And so it's there because of dishonesty. So you can either lie or tell the truth. So if you do things to leverage those things, if you're telling the truth, it's, it's more influence, right? Um, when you're getting to what a lot of the guys are motivated in terms of pickup, uh, that was advertised as manipulation. Now, very few people actually did it. But uh, Vin, when it came to dating, I mean, man, he was, he was massively interested in that, whether he yep. could pull it off or not. But he was also very good with women. And this is, this is very important to understand. Most people in the world of the pickup thing weren't actually good with women. They didn't have these experiences that they said they had. Vin did, which is cool. The difference of what Jared's talking about is, is it to help people? You know, Vin made a choice, which is good in his own to make, to be a marketer, to be really successful, to be a, a kingpin and a tyrant, of, or not a tyrant, but a kingpin of, of the internet world. And he did that, you know, it's great, you know, good for him. But that's very different from somebody diving in and dealing with people and helping them. Um, 
but I always loved the few times I talked to Vin and uh, one time in Austin, like he, I just remember there were very few people that could step it up to the plate when I'd have all these crazy situations with women, but he was never afraid to do it. So props to him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy ride. Would you say there's a difference in the skill set of being good with women and being living that sexual life, being someone who can step up to the plate and, and knock out the ball out of the park and the skill set of coaching and actually getting other guys good? Because I so, think guys, yeah. see, just to get my point, like I see guys online and they're always looking at, let me see this guy's infield or, or how many lays did you have, right? Like they're asking, yeah. like, to me, they're asking the wrong questions. They're like, how cool are you? How good are you? Show me more, more, more proof that you actually get it. You need some, mm -hmm. granted. You got to like show like, okay, the guy knows what he's talking about. He lives the life. He's, he's, he understands it, right? But once that's shown and they keep asking for more and more like, show me shit, show me shit. But I never see guys going, well, how many other guys have you gotten good? Like, have you studied right. at all how to coach? Like, have you done any training for that? To me, these are two different skill sets, but I'm curious, like, what, what are your thoughts on the coaching skills of the industry today? Yeah, man. So you brought up, a, I'm going to take it in a different angle, but the coaching skills of the industry, there's some good coaches and there's always a lot of bad coaches. And I used to complain about it a lot. Yeah, but then when I saw the fitness industry, it's like worse, you know, and like wow. <laughs> internet oh, yeah. marketing industry. Yeah, I know, right? It, can it be worse? I don't know. Can it? Because when <laughs> you get to the when you get to the deception level of the bad coaches, and there's a lot of them, is that there is like Vin is is unique in the sense that he was actually good. I just don't think that he cared much about really helping people. He cared about pr putting out a product, which is great. He wanted to grow business. That. He wanted to do good by yeah. his team. I, there's no yeah. nothing wrong with it. But imagine a guy that gets good at putting out a product that has no experience and is lying about it. And that's, that's criminal. So my buddy, Eric Everhard just wrote a book that isn't released yet on sex. And it's the best book on sex that I've ever read wow, previously before that, dude, man. It, so I can explain some things, man. It's like some pretty powerful stuff, but with, uh, with other books like David Shade's books, like, come on, man, you know, it's like rehash stuff in my opinion, maybe it's helpful, but it's not the same. And so in, to, in sex God method, I mean, I've been with those guys in group sex situations. And That's what got me started. I, I branched off of sex God method and yeah. I, I, was, I went out with them too, but they were more like doing business stuff and we didn't really talk yeah, about not, like sex or. Not impressed, not impressed. Like, really? Okay, um, then I got, so what, what makes this stand out? What, what really makes this unique or better? So then let's go to this. Like, so Vin is a guy who has obviously had a lot of experience with women. For me, and nothing like, I mean, great example, right? But for me, I have a lot of experience with women, a lot of experience with sex, a lot of experience with many women in these, these areas. I have all the baggage and dysfunction that comes with that too. But within that, the pickup industry says like, there's this like iconic way of, of doing this, of approaching. Those guys never got laid a lot. Like it, it's stupid, man. And I think they might be relevant or irrelevant now, but it, it, they sucked. Like they were, they were crappy. The guys that could approach good and look good weren't necessarily the guys that got laid. The guys that got laid sometimes didn't approach a lot. Um, you know, it's like, what are you looking at? So I lived that sexual life, right? So just in the sheer numbers of getting that, there's not many people that could have that conversation with me. And not that I, I care, but it's different. It's like, man, when I, one thing that Jason Savage told me a long time ago is he said, uh, it's like you see all these guys. Well, that's right? I haven't heard in a long time, yeah. by the way. I remember yeah. Savage. Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, God, one of the well, great guy. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to his story too. But one of the things is that 
he said, you read these lay reports this, and pick up people lay reports. And everybody talks about what they did and da da da, da and, and how it happened. And then it's like, and then we got laid. Nobody's actually talking about the experience of sex and the woman and how it changed him and how it made him more of a man. Mm-hmm. So for the sexual life's philosophy is that it's truly, uh, when you step into that world of women and sex, you step into the world of absolutely changing yourself. If you just want a result, which many of the people are motivated towards, uh, you, and, and you do it the way that we're doing it with inventorying yourself, looking at yourself and, and taking every sexual experience as special, even if we're using it in a, like, it doesn't mean that it has to be like flowers and whatever. It means that it can be hard. It can be masculine. It can be uh, what a lot of people would call toxic, but it means something to you. Then you go into your full self and it could be something that could be a, a spiritual journey. It could be something that's a commitment of you, of who you are. Um, but, but it's a very big deal. So when you, when you build off this checklist of stuff that people try and put of what means something with the smoke and mirrors or whatever, like there's a lot of guys who can approach. There's a lot of guys who can look good online. There's a lot of guys like that. I, one, I, I don't like approaching, like I'll do it. I don't like approaching for a show. Um, I value the social experience. And then so, and then me house infield insider just ruined it for me, which was yep. the biggest sack of crap. Like that you could, like, it was so dumb. And then like, Guys who did do well, like Hypnotica was well represented on that. Eric. He did great everybody on that. else. He did great on that one. Everybody else was crappy. You know, they, they hired camera people that were just like I mean, to be fair, like and- you've got a tire camera crew watching you. You've got like one shot or like, not one shot, but like a, just a couple. And this is going to go on air on the internet when it was a big deal at that time. Like there wasn't yeah. really much out there. So everyone's going to swarm through. There's a lot of pressure for anybody to go through. So Well, but – more so, they'd like talk trash to you. I remember when Mihao's ex-girlfriend or whatever came out. She it was like, man, shut the fuck up. Get away from me. Wow. Like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Like, why are you doing this? Um, and then uh, just seeing Mihao, who wasn't good at all, um, like it couldn't be better than him. Like Mark Manson did it and pulled. They, they wouldn't show his because it made him look better than Mihao. Like, it's the weirdest, most polit- like, but that's the industry. That's yep. the industry, right? Like I, a guy fly out to Dallas, Steve Miles or Sexual Chocolate or whatever the hell he calls himself. And he like disappeared. And then he told me how, like he disappeared on my time to go hang out with somebody else. And he told me how that I, I ditched him. And I'm like, man, like, fuck you. So it's just all this stupid crap that comes into the industry. But if you put things on paper, it's like, man, I've lived this. You know, I, I lived it in a, in a, very, very special way. And like, let me go down to this checklist and let me just tell you how unimportant it is. Sure. But when guys look for their wants, they go, man, I want to sleep with a bunch of women. I want to have girlfriends all over the world. I want to have every sexual experience that I can imagine. I want to uh, uh, marry the hottest girl. I want to have the life where we travel around and like do blah, 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 blah. I want to be awesome in Vegas, which is not really something that I, little lips, but you're the guy for that. Um, you know, or like the Playboy Mansion, you know, these sure. types of things. So I want to bang ring girls and all this sort of stuff. So this, this has been my life, right, um, where, where I've done that. Like any, any sexual bucket list, I no longer care about achieving. Um, relationships, being able to have a relationship, you know, being able to be married, being able to have those commitments to somebody that was a beautiful, amazing person. Like that, that is amazing. And... and let me tell you why those things don't, don't matter. Because the image that you see, you're looking with generally with like, those things are going to fix me. 
what fixed me or helped me in my relationships and my sexual experience and my marriage and my whatever, they're not anything that you can see, but they're things that close people around you can see, you know, and, and that's a beautiful thing. Like, where do we get confidence from? It's not faked. It's from experience. It's going through tough points in your life. It's going through things which you think are, are terrifying, but you're able to make it out alive and do the wrong things and the right things and, and understand for yourself. Like we look at this symbolism of what an alpha male is when that stuff, you know, I live in a suburb and that's happening all around on the streets behind me. And I'm sure there's some weak males in there, but there's nothing like being able to be the leader of your family and then lead your family in the wrong direction and be able to fix it. But a man who doesn't say that, man, what did you lead? You, you're, you're at the, the level one of life. You're at the easy thing. So we don't hear about men's failure. We hear about men so afraid to fail that they'll only listen to success. They'll only listen to the highlight reel. And this is like the worst part about where masculinity is at. This is the worst part about the industry pumping in BS. And this is where it's like it parallels with the health community. It's like, yeah, you can look healthy, but are you healthy internally? Like, how do we get there? And so when it comes to dating and sex and relationships, how do we get there? There's not a lot of people doing that. And I can say this all day long and you can say it all day long, but what matters, you know, what matters, like if you listen to Jared's podcast that, that he did with me, like he's saying good stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what matters is Jared picks up the phone and talks to somebody. What matters is that he does his job. What matters is all the stuff that you don't see or care about when we're working with somebody and then getting them to a place where they can reach their full potential. All at the same time where, you know, we're not perfect either. We're trying to do it ourselves. And that's the gift. That's the uniqueness and, and the difference. And what, what an honor it is to be a part of that. So in your experience coaching these guys and reaching out and helping them, because I know you're a phenomenal coach and you really will do anything for your guys. And that's why I have the utmost respect for you. Uh, in your view, when you're uh, helping these guys out and coaching them, what is the difference between the guys who really get it and are success stories and get the results in life they really want, you know, or the guys who just kind of fall, it doesn't, doesn't work out for, and they just go home feeling shitty about themselves. I mean, man, to put it, to sum it up in a small <laughs> thing is, is, is tough. But if you don't fully embrace what you're teaching then, uh, or what you're learning, then you're not going to learn much. And so where that's very important is that I have a guy and he's window shopping. I don't need a window shopper client. Like I have funnels or ways for people to enter in you know, business-wise, or that's like the, the big strategy to test the water. But, but if they can't fully commit, and that's not a power thing. That's not like you respect me. It's that you are making a commitment to yourself to challenge yourself in a way that I think is important, right? So this is the road we walk. Here's the tester ground. Here's the rebuild challenge. Here's the whatever. Like, like this is the tester ground to see if you can work within our community, which not everybody can, right? You know, we do a lot of calls. We, we really interact a lot. Um, we'll probably do like seven hours of calls tonight. Um, it's a big community. It's a community that cares about one another. That's not for everybody, right? So I want somebody to be able to go like, all right, can I, now you don't have to be on seven hours of calls. We just say you got to be on 90 minutes a week, but you have to care about this community and it has to be able to care about you. At the same time, following a, uni uh, a unifying practice of whatever program you're on, whether that's a life coaching program or a dating program or whatever, you, you're, going, you're going to inventory yourself, you're going to look at that, and then you're going to base 
all of what you learn off of that. So if you look at your childhood, your fears, your dark sides, your good sides, the things that you're best at, you want in terms of dating all of your social communication to be based off of that. In terms of, let's say, finding purpose, you want to look at like, all right, what actions can I align to find more meaning and function in my life in terms of the whole purpose ambition thing. So there's that, that's how we work. It's not for everybody, right? You know, and what's, what's sad and good is there's just not a lot of good coaches who, who can really, you know, or mentors, as, as you say, like who can really lead you to a good place. So if I don't work, there's very few other options, but they are there. They are there if you find them. I mean, there's still 10 great guys in the world, you know, leading men through dating, sex, and life in good ways in their own way, you know, where guys can really make some change. So I think that, that investment, um, uh, that, that ability to, to buy into what that person's doing and to the commitment to yourself that it's not just the technique, you know, at most, a technique that works is there to build you the faith to build the, the practice in something that's going to long-term help you. What that means is, is like you want to get a number from a girl. Well, you really, you're going to have to look at deeper things too, right? You're like, man, dude, I just want to be able to get a number. I just want to be able to get a date. I just wanted to not, not have women choose me. I want to have more control of this or I want to sure. not feel lonely, you know? So if I can teach you some techniques to, to get numbers or whatever it is, like to, to connect, to have better conversations, you know, to be able to approach in the, in the ways that you feel comfortable with, like if I can do that, that's, that's my jumping point of going like, man, this guy now has some faith in himself that this works. Now we can start looking at like, all right, well, who do you want to be when you stand in front of that woman? Let's inventory who you want to be. Who are you afraid of? How can we baby step to, to get to a spot where you feel comfortable with that? Uh, so those things. Yeah. Go ahead. So what, what do you say to a guy who is basically like, man, why do I got to do all of these things and put so much commitment and invest in all these stuff, pay money, pay time put my effort, my, my energy into all this stuff. It's just about meeting girls, man. Like why do I got to put all this energy and all this investment into just for a girl, for a, for, for a woman, like, you know, ah, I should be better than that. I, I, I don't need them. I don't, you know, screw that. Or, I'll, if it's the right one, she'll disappear and I'll find the right one. And you know, like, what do you talk to say to a guy? Cause I see that sometimes a lot where guys are just very like, nah, it's not worth it. I'm like, you're missing the big picture to me. There's mm -hmm. so much more, but I want to see your thoughts on it before I paint it with mine. So j just to bypass what a lot of the haters or whatever will say, like they'll say, you're just trying to sell me. Just if you're thinking that way, don't buy from me, buy from Jared with what I'm saying. But that is the perfect mentality. That is the mentality that if you have an overarching problem, you're going to waste 20,000 bucks, 30,000, $50,000 on the self-help industry. You are going to be wasting time and money. That is the mentality that gets there. Now, if you're there and you don't have a lot of big problems that have to be worked out, you might get sorted out. Like most of the guys that came to the dating and seduction industry, um, you, know, you see the same pattern in self-help or whatever, fitness and all these other things. Sure. Those guys were pretty normal and, and it kind of fixed something and they just went on with their lives. But the dudes that had serious problems, right? Whether that might be some psychological issue, you know, some emotional pain, whatever it is, they, man, they just wasted time and they got angry and then they started POA hate and then they started the incel stuff and then they started all the red pill stuff and which can all have benefits, right? But it wasn't for them. So what I say to that is that if you have a problem that's bigger than all of this, the chasing of that will exploit it. 
Now, I'm going to say this. What you want, what you want to be, I've been. and Way more than you could ever imagine. And I don't know many coaches who have, right? Um, and especially probably the coaches that have all the bright and shiny stuff. And the reason why they have all the bright, shiny stuff is because they were like working on getting a camera to follow them, approach people, yep. and get a number. They weren't trying to to have sex. They weren't trying to explore sex. They weren't trying to go off the deep end and like have parties where there's, I don't know, whatever, 10, 20 different women. A doing lot of it, like, whatever. Just having validation. They just want to get seen yeah. and like, look how cool I am. I got an ego. Like, it's an ego aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. And even for myself right now, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to sex, meeting, meeting women is not a problem whatsoever. It's just very easy and you can do it in all sorts of weird ways. And man, I love it. Like you can, it's so funny because now I just play with all the stuff. It's like, like everybody in the pickup scene is so caught up with like, I don't want to be beta or whatever, man, I don't mind playing to a girl. Cause she's not going to take shit from me. Right. She's never going to take away my manhood. So I don't mind being nice. I don't mind being kind. I don't yeah. mind. Like, I don't mind experimenting with that. As soon as they step over the line, I'm gone. You know, like, really? Yeah. I told that to somebody the other day. She was like, well, I expect this. I'm like, man, what, what do you like? Really? You want to have this conversation or do you want to not have this conversation? Because I think you shouldn't have this conversation. So, well, I just think this and that. And yeah, I'm real nice to her. Right. I said, hey, look, what you're telling me you want from me, you, you really haven't given me shit for. So if we're having this, I'm better than you at this conversation. You're, you're going to lose it. Well, no, I really think, okay, all right, we're done. You know? and, and so I have no problem cutting things off, but I have no problem allowing myself to open up to different things. Like so many men are so damaged with this. But I, I guess back to your point, right, is, dude, there's so many people looking at improving their lives. And... There's so many people seeking validation and walking in with all this baggage and they don't realize that it's a bigger issue. And I'm not asking you to jump and look at your mom or psychoanalyze, but like I had a client the other day who we, uh, we asked to leave on our, our free board and he had been a part of our groups before, but he couldn't stop talking about the red pill and causes. And I'm like, hey dude, you've, for the, the last 11 years I've known you, you bring up the same pattern every time. Like you disrupt something, you attack the group, you then personally attack the leaders. Mm. You, you play at it that you're smarter than everybody because that's, you're a smart guy, right? But, you, but this only happens when you get a moment of resistance of where you're hurt or afraid or whatever it is and you don't want to face it. And then you say you've faced it, you've faced it with better people because you're smarter, but you won't talk about it now. And instead you make death threats to people like because you're smarter and you get... And it was so funny because he goes, he goes, uh, it was all like this family values type stuff. And, and I have a family, right? I care about my family. There's pros and cons stuff. There's bad things I've done. There's good things I've done. But he said to me, he didn't know the story. He goes like, he's like, what about you, Steve? This is on my board. He goes, what about you, Steve? What, you know, why'd you get divorced? Like if you, if you love honor and respect and like all this sort of stuff, like, uh, like you say you value it, why'd you do it? I'm like, man, it wasn't, it wasn't really my choice. You know, it was, it was our choice and it's something that we all have to deal with, sure. but I had a different perspective on it. In the essence of that, like, that's a big thing. Like, what are you coming at me with? And then he came back and he's like, that just proves to me hypergamy. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Like if you think that you can one whittle down somebody else's experience in some logical thing, 
that you're going to look at. That's not how we're going to solve the world. Right. You know, and, and if you talk to people in that way, that that's how you re, you know, basically like repulse people, you right. know, make them repellent from your life. And it's, it's, it's just not true how these things work. So you see people so afraid to look at who they are and what they are. And man, I'll tell you this, I am never afraid of, well, I'm afraid of that massively, but I will walk it always, you know, and I'm afraid of it massively. There's dark stuff within me and it, and it, and it sucks. It sucks. Like this is also one of the things why it's like, I don't mind experimenting with weakness or what all these men call as weak. Cause it's like, who can't, like, if it can't hurt you, it can't hurt you. If you're not really afraid of who you're going to become, it doesn't matter if you're nice to somebody or it doesn't matter if you give a girl flowers or if you get like, so what? Okay. I'm out 20 bucks. I got 20 bucks, you know, or, or whatever it is. Right. I have no problem with that. No problem because I can stand up for myself because I, I don't chase love in those ways. And if I am chasing love in those ways, I want to check myself, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, uh, we see people just terrified of that because they're not willing to look at, I guess, those shadow sides of themselves or the dark sides or whatever. And literally, just to bring this back to your question, is what I mean by that is like, hey, if you want help with approaching women, if you're living at least my angle of the sexual life, this is a commitment to living your best self because if you want sex and relationships and betting those tens or whatever it is, if you want that, to better your life, you, you're going to put your life into it. You know, when, when you are with that 10 or you are racking up those lays or you are getting those dates, you want your best self in there and those women will challenge it. You know, when you get a woman that doesn't care, why do you want that? You know, why, you don't want that. You don't. You can get a woman that is really attractive and looks cool, but to get a woman that will stand by you for you because you can be you, that's really tough. You know, it's really hard to do. And you have to be a great expression. You have to be the best expression of yourself to get there. I can, I can see that. I mean, it's, it's hard for a lot of guys walking that path and making that kind of commitment that I've seen over the years. But the ones who do, like, yeah, it might be hard, yeah. but it's always worth it. I never see anybody like, oh, I wish I would have done other shit or, you know, because it goes beyond just deal with women. It goes being with people. Yeah. Like not being a yeah. shit who like yells at people on, on online boards and, tax guys for being divorced. It's like, it's just like, no one's going to like you this way. Like, like as you're putting, like there's deeper issues where to get good with women, you have to add some level, get good with people in general. And that builds you up and helps you in so many uh, avenues in different areas of life. When, yeah, when you're Go helping, ahead. when you're, so I guess my next question here is when, when you're helping these guys and leading them on the journey, right? What is the like main goal here? What is, what are can guys trying to, accomplish or what do you, where are you how are you trying to lead them forward what is the sexual life goal yeah it's interesting because there's guys that i have who come in with ptsd or addiction issues and their main thing may not be with women but women will be a part of it and then there's a huge group of guys that i've had you know for a long time that are into the woman thing if i can get them to a place where they feel good about women and love women that, like, so there's a guy in my groups and I've been a photographer for a long time and I'd photograph some women over time. And then, you know, when I was, I was married, I didn't really do that much. And, uh, but b- before then I did. And, you know, it was, it's inevitable if you're doing photography. Um, this is not the only reason why you do it, right? You, and let me just tell you, photographing models can be 
a pain in the ass. Um, it's not always fun. Right. (laughs) Right. So, um, but you end up sleeping with different models, right? And it's, it's cool. It's great. Everybody wants that, you know? Um, and just to put in perspective of how awesome that is and how not awesome it can be. I do photograph models and I don't sleep with them because it causes other problems too. So it's like, it's great that I had those experiences, but now I choose not to because it, you know, it can cause problems or I guess there's the choice, you know, there's an archetypal type metaphor where it's like a great man has to decide to be a great man every day. So it's like, you, you should always have that choice. There should always be the ability to not do it. Um, But anyway, so uh, he asked me like three years ago, maybe like, Steve, how do you, how do you photograph these women and and sleep with them? And I'm like, man, it's kind of easy. Like it just happens. And this, and he's asking me this and he's, you know, depressed in his life and all these other things and um, really taking some big risks, traveling, not in some, you know, leisurely way. Like he really worked and traveled and uh, built his life up in that way. You get to him now and all he talks about is photographing women, traveling around, um, doing a, a very, uh, his job isn't photography, but at this point it probably could be. Um, doing very noble work in his professional life and it's, it's constant women and he loves it. And his whole exploration in this is what can I find in this woman? How can she change me and what can she touch within me? And so for him is an artist and all this sort of stuff, he kind of goes off and and I like this world too, but not everybody's like this, but he kind of goes off in this realm of like, you know, there's the abstract, there's this spiritual process of sex with a woman. And the other night he had sex with a girl and she was crying out of uh, like joy and passion that she was orgasming and processing through all this emotion with him. And then this weird ritualistic kind of like weird shamanic, you know, whatever you want to call it, but that's his thing. Right. And so to get to that point and you ask him and he, and he hears like he heard the conversations on a, a board. He saw the conversation with the other gentleman talking all this stuff. And he's like, dude, why don't you just love women? Like, well, it's so much easier. There's all these social problems, but sure. get good yourself, you know, and love, like, I love women. Yeah, all women are, you know, women burn me, they hurt me, they get upset, they attack me, they do all this stuff. But man, I love women. And so that, to me, is like one of, the, an example of a great accomplishment. But not everybody's like that, you know, different people have different goals. I think we got a lot of guys who are not liking women and getting a lot of things wrong uh, with how to go about this better you know there's a lot of like hating on them uh and hating on society and how things are versus how do i get better within it uh what do you what would you say is some of the key things this industry or some of the new coaches out there or just men in general have wrong about women and this whole process so you know like a lot of people like talk about all the red pill stuff so first off um hypergamy is kind of what if, if we're going to talk about sexual market value, hypergamy, uh, what are some of the other tenants, you know, you know, female mental illness, um, the culture, all of this helped men not only be weak, but allow weak men like the leaders of the red pill be powerful and think they're alphas. Dude, I've done a lot of like alpha guy shit. That shit doesn't exist. I don't consider myself alpha. I've, I've cried. I've gotten weak. I've also like, gotten the shit beat out of me. I've beaten the shit out of people. I've gone and fucked people up. I, I, I can stand up for myself. Um, I can also get used. I can also get wronged. 
I've played a ton of people, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, I don't know. That stuff doesn't matter so much. And plus I'm like, I'm 42 now. I can't just go around like fighting people. And right. you know, maybe in my twenties, that was cool. And when I joined pickup and like when I was 28, like that's what I did, man. Like they were like, you'd get like, he's got old school dude moxies, like go up to this girl and kiss her on her, her shoulder. It's like, yeah, no problem. Um, like I would, if some guy got mad, I would fight him. You know, it's not, sure. not a problem for me then. I get a little bit older and you, you those, those things are dangerous and, uh, not, not necessarily the best thing, but, and, and that wasn't even like the real lesson of masculinity. But I think the fact that a lot of people aren't doing that, um, anyway, it, it leads to this kind of like false, you know, I'm a boy trying to be a man and I'm going to have all the attributes of looking like a man. And, um, it, it's just crazy. So when people seek that out, dude, none of it really matters. Um, so check it out. Uh, I had one situation where a woman scorned me really bad, right? Scorned me bad. And then she did all the like tricky legal things to kind of fuck me over. And that sucked. You walk away, you know, as a man in pain, you regain your confidence. You, you can bitch. And I bitched and complained for a long time, you know, maybe it was six months or maybe a year. I don't know. Um, but jaded, right? You know, like, man, the court systems are wrong or whatever. You know, this is before there was like a real big voicing of it, but it was there. I remember it was there and I was a part of this like men's rights group and I was not there long. And I just remember Lord of the Rings came out and they're like, they put Hollywood put in this female character that's not in the books to balance, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys, like, if you need that, you're, you're really. Like who cares? Reaching. Like, why is that? Uh, a And so, and so then there's this thing, right? You know, uh, our culture does not have a lot of examples of leaders. But like I said, there are leaders. My neighbor, like right over there, you can't see him. He's a leader. You'd never know. You'd never know. It. You'd never know. But when I talk with them, it's like, dude, my neighbor behind me, maybe see his house behind me out of this window. Leader, man, amazing stuff, right? They're there. The leaders are there, right? It's just, if you're so weak because of all this stuff, Maybe it's like how your mom raised you, maybe because of single moms, maybe it's your dad wasn't around, maybe whatever, that you went to the TV to be your hero, right? So there are cultural problems, I get it, but you also made those decisions. And when there's the availability there, out there in the world, very available to you. Like you don't have to walk too far. Maybe you got to walk a mile. But how many great stories are there where a young man goes on a journey to find a teacher, right? But those teachers are there. They're very there for you. You didn't look, maybe you didn't know, but maybe you didn't seek hard enough. Maybe because you were lazy, right? Well, why can't that be a part of the equation, right? Because once that's a part of the equation, you can stop blaming society. So then we get to this point where then later on down the life, a woman scorned me again, scorned me bad, man, fucked me up. She did what a woman does because women are awesome. Like that's how powerful they are. They're like femininity isn't bad. Femininity is, it completes me. But because it can complete me, it can take stuff away from me too if I, if I you know, am not fully myself or, or things go wrong. You're supposed to have pain in your life. Jesus, man. Like, who, who are you if you haven't been tested to, God, you all want these rites of passage. You all want this hero's journey just because you want to be a hero. But you don't realize that that hero starting the journey or however you want to make this metaphor did not start it envisioning who he would become. He saw something very different. And what he became was a scarred and beaten and humbled man that learned to be proud from himself. So 
You also Second wouldn't be around. the hero without the journey. I mean, that's the whole point of what makes it. Totally. Every hero's journey totally. before he went on the journey, he's not that much of a hero. He's like a whatever. The yeah. journey yeah. going through that adversity is what makes him the hero in the first place. Yeah. So, man, I, uh, I get scorned again. I get ruined by him. floors me. You know, one of the greatest things my friend Skip used to say, he said, man, I remember that time when I was crying on the ground like a wounded animal. And I was like, man, I've never experienced that. And the two times in my life since he said that where I got to experience it, it was one of the best things. I know what he means. Like, it sounds terrible, right? It sounds terrible. But those are great moments. And one of the things that, that I want to share about the second time is when it comes to the court systems and legal stuff, I kicked ass. I got everything right. I was like, fucking awesome. I won, right? Okay. still hurt that doesn't solve that problem guess what like afterwards you know, you know my life like uh is now there's tons of models in my life there's tons of people that love sex there's tons of people that go on adventures with me there's tons of that so what so what why do i need that you know why you know because and you can have that i'm not saying it's wrong to have any of these things I'm saying that if you're having things and you don't know why, or if you're having things and you don't know how to take care of them, you, you're having a relationship with something else, right? It's not about getting what you want. It's about wanting what you have. When you only get what you want, that's usually coming from pain or scarcity or one of these things. So I have a lot of options for stuff. I mean, man, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, right now we're in COVID or whatever, but, uh, Post my separation, travel the world, meet tons of people. No problem. Like I have tons of great friends that I've made all over the world. Um, I can stay in India. I can go on a surfing trip and uh, uh, for a month. I can run a business that way. These are all things. I can do it with a woman. I could do it with my guy friends. But what is it that you want? You know, what is it that you want? What is it? Are you distracting yourself? Which maybe you might need to do that. But who are you? And if you can't look at that, then you're, you're always running from it. And so that's very, uh, it's a very interesting thing. So I'm, I think with life, we have to be proud of who we are. And part of that pride is, uh, is living life to a point where that expression gets challenged. Um, and, and the only time we die is at the point of death. And, and before that, it may feel like it. It may feel terrifying. And uh, definitely don't rock the boat if you don't need to. But if you're living life, you know, like I never want to push my comfort zones because they already come, right? If you're living life, those comfort zones come. And, and that's, that's something that for me is a, uh, man, such a, a great honor to live. And that's, that to me is being a man. So know, let's get nitty gritty then, those ways. you know, for yeah. the guys who are going out to be a man, for the guys who are trying to live the life that they always wanted to, what are some things you'd say to them, things, you know, actionable steps they can do to start living a better life uh, with women right now? Like, because I know that people are listening to this like, all right, this is all great and this is cool to like, conceive, but I want something where I can actually like, right now go and start trying to better my life. I'm motivated. I'm ready to commit. Like what, what should they start doing? Yeah, so just really quickly, my overall philosophy is if you want something, go for it. If you want something, you don't need to study it. You need to go for it, then study it. You know, like Brad P way back in the day said, like for every hour you spend online, you spend like four out in field or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But that's true. Like you need to be able to go for it. If you do not go for it, then forget it. You can't talk to me. Like, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care. I like 
beliefs and ideas are wrong all the time, but actions are what makes you. And you can even be wrong with your beliefs and ideas, but if your actions are true, it will set you straight. So what do you want to do? And, and really, like when we go through this scale of like um, getting somewhere, like you need to be motivated. So you got to get results. Like I'm sure Jared has this in his coaching. So wherever, whatever results you want to get, you need to be able to get. All right. So if you want to learn how to approach women and feel confident, you need to start getting results in that. You need to have a mentor show you step by step of how you can do that. Do it. In, and I always say this, like for me, start in the easiest possible scenario. If you have social anxiety, go to easy places. Talk to people who are paid, uh, you know, that, that are working at Starbucks and so on, which everybody goes, oh, well, it's disingenuine. Dude, I'm trying to teach you a social system. I'm trying to teach you a system, meaning that system can help you now that and, and you can have faith in it and it will work. Now the system's not the truth, but it is your, it's your ladder of where you're going. So if you're doing that, you can practice anywhere. Like if you're learning how to bring up a certain topic, back off a certain topic, turn it into a conversation, express certain things from yourself. Why not try that in the easiest possible places without stress? And then when you can do it without thinking about it, then start taking some baby step chances of how to, you know, talk to people in those ways. So an example of this is like, it depends on the level of social anxiety people have. If they're afraid to get out of the house, we got to get them out of the house, get out of the house, go be an observer in a cafe or in, some, in a park or whatever you can do in COVID times here in Austin, you can still go out and do certain things, but um, you can go to the store, observe people, try and be a part of it. If you're not afraid to talk to people, start off with statements, right? That require no investment of self. So maybe you talk to the cashier and you just say like, man, it's a hot day today. You know, so that's a, that's a statement. It's not a question. It doesn't take an investment of self, you know, but we need to start building off of these. And then what's amazing, and there's other things where you could ask questions. Um, you could make statements that are compliments. You can do all sorts of stuff, but let's just see how we could stack this down as you build some confidence. So let's say a couple weeks go by, we're very good at making the statement. Um, we've gone for the statement and then we've, you know, had like a, by the way, comment afterwards, which is literally saying something like, like, man, it's a really hot day today. And by the way, you know, I love shopping here. Do you like working here? You know, so we do a by the way comment and then ask a question. These are like baby steps, right? So we're already there. But then let's say we want to go further, right? We want to start going further down this line of social dynamics, which would be like, all right, it, basically, if we can meet somebody, right? And I learn some social dynamics based off of myself. That's sure. a big thing with me is that then I can start noticing something unique about them. Once I can start to notice something unique about them, right? Then I can start to have them caring about my view on them and me caring about their view on me, which is where we move into rapport, right? Once that happens, then I can start asking a true qualifier. So this is like social dynamics talk of going like, you know, who are you? Because I want to know you. I've seen a little bit of you, but who are you? How do we fit? Like, how are we qualified to talk to each other? So if we're in the grocery store, we've been trying this out and we're used to the technique, we can start challenging ourselves in these situations because even though that person's paid to be nice to us, they're not paid to have a conversation with us. That's a choice. They're not paid to like us. That's a choice. The grocery store, you mean like the cashier? Yeah, or whatever. Do it at Starbucks. You go through the okay. drive-thru and do it. Sure. You know, there's all sorts of stuff. And you can do it quite quick, but you can say like, man, it's, it's hot today. By the way, like, how long have you worked here? You know, they say whatever. And you say, you know, no, I just ask because you remind me of, you know, so I'm looking for a unique quality. And you should really know this. Like, who does this man or woman or whoever remind me of? It's got to remind me of a friend. Let's start thinking in this direction. You know, you remind me of my friend Angela, who real bubbly person, but like almost like super comedic. 
Is that something with you or whatever? And you might be wrong, right? You, you, it doesn't matter if you're wrong sure. because you're trying to get to know them. Even if you did get it right, you don't know them, right? You're trying to get to know them. So even if you do get it right, you say, oh yeah, I do love comedy. Um, you still don't know how they love comedy or whatever. So if they're like, oh no, that's not me. Then you can just ask a question, right? And you, you start preparing these things, but based off of yourself, based off of your values. Let's say if you're a guy that you love playing computer games, right? You can go like, you know, oh, you remind me of my friend Angela. And you know, she was like really quick witted and all this stuff. She's like, oh, well, that's not me. It's like, well, you know, it's funny because one of my passions is like computer stuff and everybody looks down upon that. But I'm not always the best at reading people. But man, when you put me in a certain situation, I'm like, there, 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 there. What's something where you're really like on it like that? You know, and so we could take this low level form of, uh, social dynamics or, or, or where you're at. And it's not low level. If you have social anxiety, it just means you're starting there in a couple of months. You'll be at a, at a better place where you can learn more and all this stuff. Yeah. Like it gets better as you apply yeah. it, it gets better and better. Yeah. You should never be ashamed of that. It's, oh, there's guys in the group that are so good at talking to people. Who cares? We'll get you there. Trust, trust in what we're, we're saying. Right. So we can get a guy that has social anxiety to move over time not pressuring himself so much, not panicking, not having his palms sweating, you know, his heart beating out of his chest and the fear of God being put in him to start baby stepping towards this so he can build faith in a process and get results. That is so important. So once that guy gets to whatever level where he builds faith in that process and, and is getting results, we can start going like, man, you know, well, what does this mean to you? What did you find attractive about her? What did you want to know more about that man you were talking to? You know, what did you want to know? Like, where do you think you could have added in his life? You know, what made you afraid? And we'll start inventorying those things and building qualifiers and different things we call rapport cycles based off of it. And it's, um, but, it but it goes and goes and goes. And then there is a switch when it goes into, so all of this from beginning social anxiety all the way to dating and getting sexual is, is like a clear line where it jumps is when it starts to get sexual then we move into, all right, this is then the path of seduction and the seducer. This is the path of, um, and they're similar, but it's just, there's a big distinction. It's like, this is where it's like my journey with women and how I can love and care about them, which is to me, the ultimate thing. But to that social dynamics, you know, being realistic, like if you're a guy with social anxiety, give me about 18 months to get you into the place where you're fluidly dating, right? If you're somebody that is dating and, um, you're kind of okay with it. Like women choose you sort of thing, you know, give me three to six months and we'll get you there. Maybe a little bit longer to that seduction area. So that, that's pretty good. Like 18 months for a guy who's just terrified out of his mind to get to a yeah. point where he can start loving women, but probably the same for you. And, you know, there's of course people who took a little bit longer and some people that, you know, went quicker, but if you're looking at to have that sort of empowerment in your life, um, man, that's nothing. God, what, what did you say to those guys who like, you know, I feel like people don't really respect this process. There are guys who are like, man, it's been three months of me trying all this stuff and I'm, I don't get it. Things aren't working out for me after three months of practicing. Why not? Right. And it's hard to like, let them know, like you, like, I know the whole world right now is immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. Give me the answer. Like, let's just do it right away. Yeah. But I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum of guys who are like, I want it all right now. Or what's the point? Like immediate gratification. Uh, Cause they don't understand like the best things in life mean you have to put in the hard work because that's what makes it so good that other guys aren't able to do it or right. willing to do it uh or right. there's the other side of it saying 
well, there's just no way that's possible. It's just, it's too hard. I have no shot. I can't, uh, it's not for me. I, I just don't have what it takes. What do you say to no. those kind of guys? I mean, there's parts where I'm like, not so patient with it anymore. So it's like, man, if that's what you think, that's what you think. Um, but that's the greatest mentality to waste money. You know, um, that, that's the person who gets screwed the worst in these industries. And then sometimes you never make it out. You just stay angry. But the, the process is so good. Um, so this is why like, I'm, I'm happy about like addiction in my life. Like I saw really bad stuff at a young age. Sure. And, um, and, and people saw way worse than me. I don't want to, people saw way worse than me. But there were things where it was like, I am broken, you know, when these things happen. I'm, I'm not getting back up. Help me up. I'll do whatever. And so those things were, were really important. And then, you know, like 27, 28, it happened again. You know, where it's like, man, I'm broken. Help me up. And that gave me a, a viewpoint that being humble isn't weak, right? And it's not like be humble to be strong. It literally might be that. But it's you be humble because this is how I'm going to learn to never be afraid of things. Right now, when I've lost or when I've submitted or whatever it is, I, I can give up and put faith into something else because I, I believe I can live stronger, right? And so that sort of action, a lot of people don't take, you know. We, so we live in a great world. I think we may have talked about this on our podcast where you can be screwed up in a lot of ways. You can have emotional issues, you have daddy mommy issues, you have inner family issues, whatever you want to call it. You could have psychological issues and you can succeed in this society because it's so great. Again, why we blame feminism for ruining stuff, why we blame whatever and like how men become weak is that's the same society that makes it possible for you to take whatever problems you may have, whatever disadvantages you may have. You know, you're not Michael Jordan. You're not uh, whoever, you know, at Tiger Woods, and you can be a millionaire in this culture. It's crazy. You're not somebody who has this overarching talent. Like, like when I hear these guys in these groups, it's like you are the most beta, weak person that I've met. Like it's ridiculous. Or you're very good at posturing. But for me, like if, if I want to walk into the real fears of my life, I don't like it, but I will. And it hurts. But because I'm not afraid of being broken down. So these, we have this culture where you can be like really screwed up, right? And still succeed. So now we have a consumer culture and a, and a window shopping culture. You know, we don't have a culture where there's truly men going into explore their deeper sides. You know, the, the beginning of every, remember this man back in the day, you know, any of the like mystery method, Venusian arts, whatever, they'd start with these speeches, RSD, and, and uh, they'd be like, you know, men, you know, we used to have a rite of passage. Oh, yeah. And now we don't have, we were robbed from it. And, and that was like when 13 years old, these guys in Africa, and these guys teaching don't know, right? They just heard these stories or read it in the book. Like, man, I read this book and I read some Richard Dawkins stuff. And, and so they're, uh, they're parodying all this stuff. But that rite of passage for, let's say, a boy going to get circumcised or a boy having to sit in a cave was such a big deal. That, man, if you fail at this, you're out. If you fail at this, you can't, like you have to face the biggest things. And that boy really did face those things. When we're going to a rite of passage of signing up for a Tony Robbins conference and, you know, inventorying our resentment towards our mom for a weekend and then jumping up and down, that's not the same thing. Like a rite of passage is a challenge and a commitment that's going to take time. Um, 
And I've done it multiple times in my life and it's great. It's going to take time. It might take two years of where you, you look at good things and bad things in your life and you're willing to, to be a part of it. But it's not just that you come out better. It's that you come out who you are instead of being married to this reaction of yourself. And so this window shopping mentality, this thing in our culture, which is so great and I would never take away from it, is created uh, a place where you can be a window shopper for the rest of your life. But if you're really looking at changing some things yourself, you know, you went through a big change. Um, one, of, one of the videos I have is divorced men make the most change because they're just, they get so effed up by it. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, there's guys in my group that, that it's a lower demographic of divorced men that come to my group. But the guys that make like big, big change in my group most consistently are divorced men because they're just so wrecked, man. And if they can stay out of the blame of the like, Oh, look, look, look at this Jordan Peterson speech. It allows me, you know, who says good stuff, but it's like, you know, I, I can be angry, you know, or I can, women are poisoned. They're terrible people. You know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy what we deal with. So you got to have this like self, sense of self-ownership. And when it comes to that, it's a big commitment. You know, you're committing to something very honorable. Stop thinking like, oh, I'm going to waste 18 months of my life. Start thinking about like how much of, your life you're going to waste if you don't spend on those yeah, whatever. The cost 18, of not months, taking action versus the cost of taking action. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Higher in the, so I know you're short on time, so we're going to kind of wrap this up. Uh, sure. For the guys you know, listening here, they want to you know, learn more, they want to hear more, they want a, another coach and mentor who cares. What's the best way to find you, reach out to you? Like, where should they go? So Facebook or YouTube are good. I have a decent presence on there. Um, Man, it's awesome. Four years later, the 21 Convention released my addiction speech. You should watch that to get the dynamic. If you're having like sex issues, uh, like whether it's impotency, premature ejaculation, you know, addicted to porn, not like watch that speech and then it goes into drug addiction too. But it really has a different take on it. I did it four years ago and uh, I've been working with addicts since then. So the thoughts are evolved a little bit more. But um, when you get to the... Uh, whatever on YouTube or on Facebook, there's free groups that I have, or there's one of those groups where you can test the waters. It's 10 bucks, you get 14 days or 20 bucks for 30 days. You get calls, you get three calls a week, get a bunch of course material to work through. And I, I work with you directly, you know? So this is one of those things where it's like, in time we might raise it because a lot of the $10 guys aren't really, they just like sign up and then disappear. So um, we might raise it to 20. And I hate that that happens, but it just showcases you like how we learn and we might not click. That's cool. You know, that's, that's cool. But it, but in that time you should be able to determine it's like, all right, is now the time for me to spend six months really working on myself? Is Steve the person I want to spend that with, you know, or is there another person? And that's the great thing about my group too, is a lot of these guys have either hired other people and broke away from them or continue to work with them. So they could say like, Hey, you know, Jared, you know, if you work with him at, at uh, modern dating, all this sort of modern, modern flirting. Um, sorry about that. Uh, okay. If you work with him, um, you know, he might be a better fit. So there's going to be like that sort of crossover, which is good. And so for 10 bucks or 20 bucks, or whatever, that's a great thing. That's called the rebuild challenge. You can find links about that on a lot of stuff you see on Facebook or YouTube. On Facebook, I would say the Austin Men's Development free Facebook group I have is the, the best place to start. But uh, get serious with 10 bucks and you'll, you'll get a lot and go a long way with it. I mean, that's ridiculously cheap. It's, it's stupid not to take you up on that and see things for themselves. But sadly, a lot of guys still just don't take action, even if it's just 10 bucks. 
but it couldn't be easier, couldn't be simpler, couldn't be with a better guy that I, I highly recommend. So thank you so much for being on here, Steve, and dropping some knowledge for everybody. Dude, hell yeah. And guys in Jared's camp, like really, I mean, I know you guys already respect him as a coach, but really check out my uh, podcast with him. It's going to be released on the 10th of July. So I don't know when this is going to be watched by you, but like, man, check that out. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Facebook. And um, it, Jared really like, I was impressed, man. It was good stuff, man. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to listening again, you know, but I'm yeah. impressed with this. I think we got some great stuff going on. So uh, if this is part two of the other one. So watch both, you know, De yeah. definitely take yeah. care. So thank you again so much for being here. We got to do this again soon. All right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Bye.